Hello everyone and welcome to the Prayer in the Making Lent Book Club. It's Lent. We have made it. It's Ash Wednesday. In 47 days time it will be Easter. But for now, it's the time to give up, take up, pick up, do it, whatever up it is that you're doing for Lent. Um, if you're giving up coffee and chocolate or any other essential stimulants, I'm really sorry because the next few days might just be a tad rocky but stick with us because this is a soul cheering place to be well I hope it is anyway um, we're going to be reading through prayer in the making and uh, we're going to be praying talking about prayer doing some of the exercises and hopefully just expanding our horizons a little bit in terms of what prayer is um, between now and Monday so in the next five days all you need to do is read the introduction and the foreword um, the foreword, by the way, was written by Roy Searle, who is one of the founders of the Northumbria community and a man who inspires me greatly. Uh, and he was very kind to write some stuff about this book. And I hope you enjoy his words. And then there's the intro. Well, the introduction has mm, a number of things. Has a story about my first brush with a cult, should you wish to know about that. Also has a little bit about my early years with the Salvation Army. So there's a bit of Lindell trivia in there. But there is also, more importantly, the reason why I wrote the book. And that reason is because I, for a long time now, have been saddened, frustrated, wearied, take your pick really, uh, by the number of conversations I have where people tell me that they are rubbish at prayer. What even does that mean? I ask myself. But I think it's this sense that we are somehow getting prayer wrong. We're not doing it right. We're not doing enough of it. We're not doing it intensely enough or whatever. That somehow God isn't impressed with the way that we pray. And I find this an interesting idea because I don't have kids of my own, but I have talked to many, many parents over the years and I have never met a single parent that doesn't love it when their kids speak to them. Never met a parent that is not overjoyed by any voluntary connection from their kids to them, by any sense of this this child of mine wants to talk to me, wants to be with me, wants to set aside a bit of time to connect with me. And I absolutely passionately believe that's how God feels about us, that when we pray, when we set ourselves to pray, to talk, to communicate. God is delighted. God loves it. God is thrilled and overjoyed. And so I wanted to tackle this idea that somehow we're getting prayer wrong. And I think we need to get beyond it, folks. I think we just need to get to that place that says, I am doing my best. I'm doing what comes naturally to me. I'm doing what works in my life and I absolutely know that that's good enough that's more than good enough that brings joy to God um I, like me you've probably read quite a few of those books about heroic amazing Christians that do amazing things and they all seem to have stunningly amazing prayer lives as well don't they <laughs> I've read those books but I've recognized that at the end of them I need to shut the book and go that is brilliant for them but they're not me and I'm not them and therefore what prayer looks like in my life might be slightly different to how it looks in theirs. And that is OK. So we're going to start out with the Lent prayer 
in the Making Book Club by asking this question. I want to know about your best and worst prayer times. Okay, caveat for everybody who's going, yes, but, yes, but, Lindell, but, Lindell. I know that prayer doesn't always have to be enjoyable. I know that prayer sometimes is a discipline. It doesn't always come easily. That sometimes we just need to communicate with God because it's the right thing to do, even if we don't feel like it. I totally get that. I could not agree more. However, because we're all made differently and because prayer our prayer lives look different, should look different. One of the ways of understanding yourself and what kind of prayer you are, for want of a better word, is to know what you love and uh, what you find more difficult. Recognising that is half the battle won, really, in terms of knowing how to build a prayer life that works. So let me give you an example. Um, A long time ago, uh, when I left school, I went and worked in Vienna for a year and I spent... Uh, a year teaching English at a school for the blind and uh, once a month the school would close so they'd close on a Saturday morning and then they'd open again on Sunday night so I would go and stay in a and b nearby uh, and enjoy the Vienna life the Viennese life for the weekend Uh, but the school would close at 7 30 in the morning so I had a lot of hours when I couldn't go to the B&B yet and I needed to kill time and there is only so long you can spend eating a toasted cheese sandwich in a Viennese cafe so I would climb aboard the number one tram or the ring tram, as it is now known. And the ring tram, as its name suggests, simply goes round in circles, goes round in circles around the main tourist sites in the centre of Vienna. And I would get aboard the ring tram. I would get out my Walkman because it was the early 90s, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't quite moved over to CDs properly by that stage. So I would get out my Walkman with my Christian music tapes and I would get a portion of the Bible that I would have in Braille. You you wouldn't have the whole Bible because it'd like take up half the tram. Uh, but I'd, I'd pull out a volume of the Bible that I had in my bag. And I would read the Bible and I would listen to music and I would go round and round in circles around the centre of Vienna and I would pray. And it is my first memory of personal prayer, for want of a better word, since I don't like the term very much, but a quiet time. It's my first memory of really loving having a regular prayer time, a quiet time in my life. I did pray more than once a month, but that was always my favourite time. And Do you know what? It taught me a thing or two. It taught me about myself. And still today, my prayer times are generally shut away from the world. Okay, I know the ring tram was a public place, but I had my headphones on and I couldn't see anyone. So frankly, I was very shut away from the world. Um, My prayer times are still shut away from the world. They still involve music. They still involve the Bible. And do you know what? I still do some of my best praying on public transport. So it kind of marked me in a way of showing me something that I love. Uh, What about the other end of the spectrum? Well, I tried for years and years and years to get into kind of praying lists and uh, doing prayer diaries and read, you know, praying through prayer diaries. I, I just, I'm just not very good at it and I don't really like it very much. In fact, here's a random thing um quite literally i um i've become a recent adopter of 24 7 prayers in a room app which is a fabulous uh, app in my view and i love it thing i love most about it you can put a whole load of things in there and then you can get it to take you through your prayer list but in a random order it's a tiny thing and yet it makes all the difference in my world i listen to my music on shuffle 
and now I get my prayer list on shuffle and the unexpectedness of who's going to come up next for me to pray for is all this simple mind of mine needs to feel very slightly excited about the prospect rather than working through the list in the order that I already know it's in. So I've learnt a thing or two about me over the years about how prayer needs to be and what brings prayer to life and I wonder what you have learnt about you. So tell me, tell me in the comments, tell me by recording me a little message in anchor on the app if you want on the on the um, website if you want to send me a little message um tell me your best prayer time ever are you on a tram in vienna are you on a mountain top in switzerland are you um i don't know are you uh, in mcdonald's in manchester where is your best prayer time where do you love most to pray secondly worst prayer times okay we just have to lift the lid on this don't we because let's be honest prayer is not always great um maybe it's been in corporate prayer lots of people find corporate prayer that's praying together in a group corporate prayer quite difficult uh have you ever been in a prayer meeting where you've fallen asleep this is your moment to be honest and tell the world we promise we will not judge you um have you ever been in a prayer meeting where someone else has fallen asleep you can tell us about it, but you may not name them because that would be nasty now, wouldn't it? Um, so uh, have you ever been in one of those passive aggressive church prayer meetings where it's not so much prayer as argument, but with dear Lord and amen on the end of each volley? Um, have you ever been uh, in a kind of a prayer situation where you've ended up uh frankly thinking that you might die of boredom i don't know what are your kind of worst prayer experiences and we're not listing those to to be unkind to anyone or anything but simply because it helps us to know uh what works for us and what is more difficult for us and when you know what is more difficult for you about prayer hmm, here's the thing doesn't mean you get out of doing it sadly i'm actually here's the thing that surprises a lot of people I actually don't enjoy praying with other people very much which is odd since I do it as a job um, but uh, I know how important it is I don't enjoy it I don't find it easy I I find it frustrating but I do it because it's important and it matters but because I know I don't find it easy um, I can treat it slightly differently and I can make it a little bit easier for myself by being honest about the fact that it's hard and I have to grip my teeth there are a few bits and pieces I can do along the way to help myself cope with it better. So that's where we're up to. Uh, best experiences of prayer, worst experiences of prayer. Have a read of the introduction. Share your thoughts, your stories, your experiences. Uh, and let's see if we can't discover a bit more about ourselves and one another before we move on to chapter one on Monday. Thank you for listening. Uh, and uh, I hope you have a good few days and I'll be in touch again on Monday. God bless. Happy reading.